Good morning, everyone. This is Dwayne Esser for We Love Arabian Horses Foundation. And today I am thrilled to have John Vandenberg with me this morning. John is a extraordinary trainer, equestrian, and is noted for being so successful in so many diverse directions as far as divisions within our Arabian breeds. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, Dwayne, and thank you for that very kind uh, introduction. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Thank you. John, in, in the tradition of the We Love Arabian Horses Foundation, I must ask you, how did you get your start in Arabian? How did that all happen, and where? how did that land you where you are right now? Well, uh, we could do a whole segment on that whole story because it is kind of a interesting and fun story, um, and I've had a uh, a very fun career. But really, how I got started, Dwayne, was when I was uh, in junior high, uh, living in Minnesota, uh, outside Minneapolis. And a lot of people are not going to know this part, but I I was a kid who uh, loved horses and. Really, my mother and stepfather really didn't have the money to purchase a show horse. So at a very early age, I started riding basically other people's horses and anything I could swing a leg over, um, which probably in the long run, according to my mother, it made me a better horseman. So that was her way of saying, you know, I can't buy a horse, but you'll be better if you can learn to ride everyone else's horses. And she was probably right. But I rode at a very large stable in uh, Shakopee, Minnesota, and the trainers there at the time were Dick and Ruth Kiesner, parents of Joel uh, Kiesner, as well as his siblings. And so I, my kind of my first introduction to Arabians and kind of professional training was through Joel's parents. And as I've said uh, numerous times, uh, they were a great influence. I still think the world of them, uh, they obviously uh, produced some great horsemen and horsewomen. Um, so that was my, my first introduction. And they instilled um, a great work ethic. You know, I, I remember just kind of being a young kid and just standing there and watching, and as many of us did. Uh, and then fast forward, I eventually moved to, believe it or not, Fargo, North Dakota, which maybe some people do or don't know, but I went to high school in Fargo. My mother remarried, and my new stepfather um, knew that he had this young kid who was uh, a sophomore in high school that, you know, wanted to ride, and he actually knew of uh, a man in the same business who had 14 Arabian horses in Fargo, North Dakota. And that was really where, um, you know, I started being surrounded by the Arabian. And it was a great time. I rode through this, I rode in this barn my entire time in high school and showed um, throughout North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, a little bit in Wisconsin, and had a great time. And interestingly enough, the second part, is that many, many years prior to me coming to the Red River Ranch in Fargo, their trainer was someone by the name of Jim Tassis, who, again, I'm dating myself, but 
Jim uh, was a very prominent uh, trainer back in the 60s and 70s and early 80s. And Jim worked for Red River Ranch way back in the 60s. So I can remember uh, hearing stories and so on about Jim and all the horses he showed and so on. And when it was time for me to uh, leave or basically graduate from high school and make a decision, do I go to college? Do I go an apprentice? What do I do? I felt like what I wanted to do was spend some time apprenticing. And if it didn't work out or I didn't like it or if it wasn't for me, then I promised my parents I would come back and go to school. So uh, I actually sent out probably 10 or 15 resumes to the top trainers that I thought uh, I would like to go apprentice for, Gene LaCroix, Sheila Varian, uh, and just the list goes on and on. But in this list was Jim Tassas. So I interviewed with all of these trainers at the U.S. Nationals in 1977, which was my first U.S. Nationals in Albuquerque. I remember it very well. And I interviewed with all of these different trainers and was very well received. But for some reason, I had a really good connection with Jim Tosser. And it just seemed very natural since we kind of had this thing in common with, you know, Fargo and Red River Ranch. And he had just moved to Prospect, Kentucky. And so I went. So I went. So I moved to Kentucky and I apprenticed with Jim for uh, two years. It was a great experience. Uh, he taught me a lot. He put me in the ring, got me started, got me hooked. And from there, I met some uh, – I, I moved to Scottsdale, which, of course, back in the late 70s, early 80s was well, – and still is uh, – was really the mecca of, of the Arabian industry. So that's kind of the quick version, but yeah. uh, that's kind of how it started. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. I worked for John and Mary Blinko. I worked for Tom and Dee Dee uh, Chauncey, and then from there I moved to Kenny Rogers and worked for Kenny Rogers, and then from there I went to Rohara, and then from after 35 years at Rohara, I've opened up my new my own business here in Ocala, Florida. So that's that's the quick story. <laughs> so interesting, you know. Over the years, I see you migrating from the extreme north into the south. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that um, early. I, I'm convinced that there are people who like the North, and I like the North at certain times of the year, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I can remember always being frozen as a kid out at the barn because the barns weren't heated, and I thought, you know, there's got to be another way. So, yes, I did migrate south. Interesting. So it, you are a Region 12 member, and you – have also um, participated um, on their regional level level governance. Um, I think you at one point were, you were for a short period maybe regional director. I know vice director for a while. Um, what is could you tell me what is so unique about the Region 12 championships for 2021 or just in as a whole? Just just as a whole. Well, you know. Dwayne, um, so yes, that was all true. Um, and I, you know, at this point in my career, um, I'm really trying to do a little bit more for others. Um, I feel like that's kind of that next step, you know. And so getting a little bit more involved in the region, 
Um, I didn't expect to be director, but it, it ended up that I was for a short period of time and got kind of a eyeful there and still want to kind of work myself up the ladder, so to speak. But the thing about Region 12, and I've been uh, in Region 12 since 1982, it, it's always been a very competitive, very well-rounded region throughout all the divisions. It's, it's, um, it's held a lot of... Uh, you know, clout as far as, you know, it's a very well-respected region. And I've seen this region grow and grow and grow. And so it's uh, it, it's been fun. And now with this move to World Equestrian Center, I think that this is absolutely the shot in the arm, so to speak, which I guess most of us are getting anyway with the with the virus. But, you know, <laughs> this has been such a weird year and a half or so with the virus going on. And, and I think for Region 12, it was the right time to make that move. It was a yeah. big step. It was a little scary um, because our numbers were suffering a little bit, as most shows and regionals were. Yeah. But I felt like this was the opportunity to get in on that ground floor. I had met a lot of the people at WEC. And really, from the first time they cut the first road into that facility, I kind of kept putting the Arabian breed in their head so that they would know that, you know, at one point, at what time, we would be interested in participating. And from that point on, four and a half years later, they have embraced the Arabian and also Region 12 tremendously. Very interesting. You know, in Ohio, we have, in Wilmington, Ohio, we have the World Equestrian Center, um, its original location that has been modified and changed over the years. And, and they've, they've grown that facility into an extraordinary facility for our area, which hosts many wonderful Arabian horse shows, as well as um, this year, I think the Arabian Sport Horse Nationals will be there as well. Um, yes. So with with the facility there in Ocala, how do you feel, what will that do uh, as far as improving Region 12 show? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, first of all, we'll just talk about the facility. Um, sure. You know, Duane, as you know, that you're familiar with the one in Wilmington. It's owned by the same family. It's the Roberts family who come from the quarter horse world. And so they're horsemen. But the unique thing about this place is that, that it is privately owned. It is not state-run. So that's a huge difference right there. Uh, secondly, this facility in Ocala, and I know most people have seen things on Facebook or social media and videos, et cetera, but really until you come and experience it in person, you cannot even fathom the quality and the level of which this place has been developed, and it's still under construction. I was there yesterday. I go there frequently. There's a 900-horse quarter horse show going there right now, and then they will finish, and then Region 12 is going to come in. But I can honestly tell you, I don't think – I'm not aware of any other facility in the United States that is comparable to World Equestrian Center in Ocala. If not the world, I, I, I would be – I just don't think it exists. And the, the fact of what they're going to do and how they're going to grow and expand this facility, it will 
cover every breed of horse as far as availability, everything from three-day eventing to Olympic dressage, stadium jumping, cross-country jumping, polo, Arabian, quarter horse, Pasifina, you name it. They have made this place very versatile, absolutely beautiful, so much attention to detail. They spared nothing. Uh, and and they with the, really the idea of a comfort of the horse uh, from the therapeutic stall mats in every stall uh, to the extraordinary footing in every single arena with all the equipment that you could ever want to keep the place groomed and clean. And it, it's visually, I almost compare it to like Disney for horses. It, wow, it really is. Sure. And until, you know, you can see pictures of, Disney World um, all day long, but until you go there and stand there and look at something like that, you can't even comprehend. And that's very similar to World Equestrian Center. So I think the more that people come to Ocala and experience, and then if we oh, we will have a very good experience for Region 12. We're trying our hardest to make that show really just sail. Because what's going to happen then is that people are going to come home and say, wow, we had the most awesome time in Ocala. That place was like no other. And guess what? Next year, we're going to be even better. We've far surpassed our kind of break-even number of what we felt like we needed to have horse-wise, you know, just to really kind of pay the bills and make this thing fly. We've We've gone way past that. Plus, uh, the, the amount of sponsorships that we have raised is it's un, unheard of for Region 12. So people, I think, Dwayne, are really excited about getting out and showing again and hopefully with the virus um, getting under control that we can kind of get back to some normal lifestyle again. Very exciting. So what do you see as some of the biggest attractions and perks um, with the Ocala World Equestrian Center? I guess one thing that comes to mind, I know they have a hotel there on location, but will that, can that hotel um, serve a whole regional show or their surrounding hotels? There are, well, so to answer your question, the hotel is spectacular. It's a... It's either a four- or five-star hotel complete with, you know, a health spa and fine dining and all of that. So I don't know that the hotel is for everybody. Um, however, uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of people who will really enjoy being on site and being able to be right there looking out over that Grand Prix arena and have all the amenities of that hotel but within about a seven-mile radius, there's at least, I'm going to say, 15 hotels within a oh, seven-mile wow. radius. And then on top of that, World Equestrian, the Roberts family have something called Home Away From Home, which I think they have in Wilmington. And yes, they, they I, think, I think like a mile and a half down the street, and I think it's still Very on nice. property, but it's a little bit down – they have um, very nice. I believe they're they're actually mobile homes. They're like three bedroom, two bath mobile homes that you can yeah. rent very reasonably. They have a huge, huge RV park complete with a uh, own gas or diesel filling station. 
they have uh, a, a, store, a general store with everything from, you know, motor oil to boar's head meat and cheeses and wine and you name it. They have a laundromat. They have showers. I, so they've really, they've really thought of everything. The next big thing that they're doing is building a water park for the kids. So that will be uh, located, I believe, close to the RV park so the kids can go and play. Um, but it, it, just, it just goes on and on and on. It really does. Wow. They will have their own veterinary clinic for horses, dogs, and cats, full surgical um, beautifully done. There's um, probably over 90 turnout paddocks that someone could rent by the day or by the week so that if you want to turn your horse out for a couple of hours, there's individual safe paddocks on beautiful grass that they can go and be turned out on. Fantastic. Wow. That's, that's, that is going to be such a wonderful experience beyond, I think, anything I've ever heard of. That's, it really that's will. amazing. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's Florida so far and Ocala and, oh, my God. But you know what, Dwayne, I think um, – and it is a ways down here. Trust me, I know, because I, I leave the state often. Um, but I think when people really understand what is here in Ocala and what it has to offer, I think people will get in their trucks and trailers and, and load up and, and come. I really do. Sounds like it. Sounds like yep. it. John, I can't, I can't thank you enough for taking the time today and speaking with us. Um, is there an email that anyone can contact you um, with any questions uh, regarding anything we've talked about today? Yes. So my email is – well, there's also the Region 12 uh, email that you're welcome to go to. It's online. We have a Facebook page as well as uh, a web page for Region 12, which you can access. But my and if anyone has a you know particular question or whatever, uh, my email is jprannenberg at aol.com. So that's j p r a n n e n b e r g at aol. I know I just dated myself, but yes, it's still aol.com. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and for any of our listeners that would like to contact the Arabian, We Love Arabian Horses Foundation, our email is hello at weloveArabianHorses.com. And let us know how you think, how we're doing, and if you have any ideas of areas or sub subjects or um, conversation you would like to hear, let us know. John, I can't thank you enough, and I want to wish you the best of luck at Region 12 this year. We're so excited to hear about how it all goes. Thank you very much, Dwayne. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.